0: Welcome to another episode of failing to success. I'm your host Chad Kalecki with cosmic design. I'm here today with Nick Foster. His company is called machine digital. It's a boutique creative studio. Nick, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me Chad. So Nick, how did you get into this space?
1: Oh man, it was a pleasant accident. To be honest with you without telling you my whole life movie, there's no popcorn here. I had a college scholarship, New Mexico state played football. That was my goal in life, play football. Hurt my shoulder really bad, and I uh, still went to school, still went to college, but leaned in, in my artistic talents. And from that is the rest is history. Just uh, got into graphic communications, started working on learning art history and, and really just being enveloped in just creativity at that point, outside of sports and started a company right out of school and yeah, still rocking and rolling. Never worked for anyone. So
0: how many years have you had the business
1: now? Oh man. I don't want to feel old now. Hey, let's say if I, I mean, I guess I, I started when I was around 19, 20, and I'm 36 now. So I've been doing it, I've been doing it for quite some time.
0: Yeah, that's a good 16, 17 year run right there.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure along the you way been there's better.
0: been some serious obstacles. Oh, definitely.
1: Well, of the learning experiences, which I feel like since I started at such a young age, diving into running actual businesses, I mean, I had two offices. And I was twenty years old, still in college, working with corporate entities, Fortune five hundred brands, et cetera. So obviously, there's going to be some some hiccups along the way. But I'm glad I got into it at a young age because I figured out a lot of the uh, the bumps in the road per se on how to avoid them moving can forward. Can you
0: can you remember one of those bumps and and how you got through it? Oh man, yeah. Okay, I'll keep it
1: simple because this these can be these can be whole podcasts in itself just talking about one issue, right? But I guess in the creative world, to, and this is more so to give advice and tell a story, it's super important to do the paperwork, extremely. You know, I, I said, one example, I, I had a client that basically disappeared, did a bunch of work, took everything and tried to put it up, didn't wanna pay. And because we had the proper paperwork set up, we were able to take legal action and get paid and then make sure that we covered our time and protected our, our interests. But that's happened to be where a client was a handshake, no real business documentation, and you end up losing not only time, but your assets, because you don't really have the proper protocols to approach that and address the issue. So business paperwork and documentation is super important. Everything needs a paper trail for both sides to keep you responsible and to protect you. What I tell my clients when we do documents or agreements, I say, "Hey, now it's time for the business part, but this is to protect your investment and to protect my time." I set it up that way, and everybody feels comfortable, like we're coming in this together. Because some clients may be more defensive, if anything, to sign certain types of documents, especially if the price point is a certain way for like an earlier designer or someone less seasoned in their career. It's like, "Oh, just do it. It's only it's only fifteen hundred dollars. Just just knock it out. It's only a couple thousand. But even if it's honestly, every single thing really should be documented. Even if you don't go full steam in terms of like a full on legal agreement for a small project, there still needs to be a a deal memo, some sort of broken down understanding between the two parties. And to be honest with you, that's the biggest road roadblock and the biggest challenge that I had to overcome was to just be as professional as possible, you know, but. I'll leave it at that for you give another dissertation about.
0: How long into the business before you implemented that strict protocol? Oh, man. very, very early. After
1: the first few years in business, even working with partners and, and collaborators and people you, you, you do business with on your side internally, solid understandings of roles, responsibilities, expectations are extremely important. So it took me a few years really to kind of hit the wall a few times and, and really understand the flow of how not only I wanted my own personal business to run, but how I want people to perceive the business and interact with it. Because people aren't going to do what you let them do, right? You know, so I want a certain level of respect. And you have to respect your client and respect yourself by running it a certain way. So it took a few years, but after that, smooth sailing.
0: Yeah, I've had a similar experience. If you don't paper up the partnerships and the facts and everybody seems to forget what was said. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's for everybody either forgets or the understanding of what was said has are two completely different wavelengths. Like yes means no and no means yes. It's this weird situation. But that happens in business, it's in business. If you don't follow certain rules, you're gonna be susceptible to certain mishaps. And, and having a clear understanding of not only your goals and resources, but also who's doing what is, is fundamental. Even, even like I said, on in an internal side and a client side, because the client, they have expectations that you need to put on them too. Okay, I'm expecting you to follow up with me within a set amount of time. And all this needs to go into the, these understandings and these documents, because it's so easy for a client to just disappear and give feedback like two weeks later or a month later and it's like oh well we're still working on it even though you've moved on but if there's no documentation they're technically still you're you're still liable who's to decide that they can't give you feedback whenever obviously ethically you follow this to what makes sense business-wise but you know these are the the situations you just want to try to avoid as much as possible
0: is there a pivotal moment, looking back through your 17 years of building this business, that you look back and say that was big? That was a big change.
1: I'll give you a quick one. When I worked with my first major musician, Pitbull, he was a really cool friend. He still is a friend, and I did his album cover. Worked with his team to put together the whole look and feel of the Boatlift album. That was the first album he came out in his new look, and so that was a really big moment because there's a lot of synergy at the time where he was blowing up and people knew I did that, had built real strong relationships with Sony and TBT. So they sent me a lot of work and that was really where I started to get the true street experience and really interact with a high level celebrity and them trust me with their brand. There was those two things that made that a big deal. Obviously the brand recognition of the client adds to the book, but also the trust of the client. And having someone trust me, which is really not that established at that point, to take them, present them to the world. That's a big deal. And I appreciate and respect the opportunity to do that. So that was a big deal.
0: How did you get a big name client like that? Well, I I did a lot
1: of mixtape covers when I first started dabbling into design. Just low-hanging fruit. It, It was quick. I did, I did a lot, a lot of mixtape covers for the people in my city, where I was kind of known as like the graphic design mixtape guy, you know, the local rap scenes, they're kind of like closed circles. So everybody knows everybody. And they're like, hey, call machine, call machine. You need a mixtape cover, call machine. Or you need an album cover, call machine. So eventually, one of the local rappers was friends with the DJ out here in, in Sacramento. And he had brought, um, the DJ had brought Pitbull out one day for an event and they were talking and he 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 mentioned something about like he's working on his album cover and the DJ has said, hey, if you need a designer, I know someone. And he's like, oh, I got the label to do it. He's like, well, he'll do it for free. And he just set it up like that, even though I was like, I didn't have any conversation, but he was like, well, have him come down. Maybe we can just see what he wants to come up with and give some ideas that I could take back to the label. Why not? Because he, he showed him some of my other stuff. Came to the studio. I mean, yeah, came to the uh, other radio station, actually met Pitbull. We had a conversation and, and he was, he was really cool. He was really cool. You know, I basically felt like I was a rapper for a second and we hung out and then he was like, you know what? I like you, I'm gonna give you a chance to work on this. And if I like it, I'm gonna take it back to the label and see what they think. So here's your opportunity. And I was like, great. So I did it, brought it back. The label liked it. And so we had conversations with the, the marketing team at the label, the art director at the label to really combine what we were doing. And then I sent them back the other uh, files. They made some little minor tweaks and stuff and put it out and just grabbing and holding the CD in my hand. That was a life-changing moment to see like, wow, I really, I got myself to this point to put out this for this this artist that I really like, and seeing myself printed. Cause I, everything was digital or, or a flyer, but Mixtapes and Flyers don't really count for me as like a national accomplishment, right? But that album was a national accomplishment or glo- global accomplishment. So anyway, so that's how that happened. That's how I met people and we had a, a strong relationship even to this day.
0: Yeah, it's powerful how, how that came about. It just shows when you're pushing out good vibes, good content, and you're keeping good relationships, how it reciprocates.
1: 100%. I want to add too is that You don't know what people are thinking about you outside of a direct conversation. One thing I realized in business is to have confidence and always leave people with a good feeling when they think about you, I should always be a positive. Like, oh yeah, he was a good guy. Oh yeah. That was fun working with him on that thing. Call Nick or call machine. I just always wanted to leave that with people whenever I did work with them, even the lowest level, because all those little small, low level jobs, they start building up my equity points for someone to use their leverage to bring me into a situation. I made all those rappers feel good, all the cheap flyers, everybody felt good to keep telling the next person and it builds up and you'll never know because there'd be clients where I'll think like, oh man, they don't like this or "No, th- this person will never work with me, whatever the case may be, when that same person is actually looking for me. So you just really got to always approach things from a positive perspective and you never know the possibilities are endless bro
0: yeah definitely i like how it sounds saying call machine i think that's worked uh, that's worked for you well <laughs>
1: you know what is very interesting the name machine came from me being a dj
0: i used to be dj machine
1: and there's been like different like phases in my life that people call me machine and don't know the origin or why or or it happened in another part or, or part of the world or whatever the case like, like right now I'm working with some clients and some friends and they call me a machine, but they don't even know that I used to be called machine by others. They just do it on their own. Like not even hearing that that's actually my nickname. Just because of it's like, oh, you work like a machine. It's like, oh, he's and like, well, that's actually my real nickname. Right. They're like, seriously. And so it's funny how that happens. But yeah, man, it's, it's about branding. And I did his album cover. It's about branding and separating yourself from a normal person. You want to work with Nick or you want to work with machine, you know, who's machine, it just makes it elevated to where people are interested to at least see who it is. And that's the way I try to approach my brand ideation, digital strategy is what's like the left field. Obviously we still got to align to demographics and whatnot, avatars, and understand who we're talking to. But sometimes you got to do things a little bit different than traditional because people like that, being a grown ass man and having other grown adults say, Hey, what's up machine. It gives them a little bit of an interaction experience separate from their day to day. I'm not just talking to a regular person, talking to this artist person. And it also, it elevates you and it submits you as this entity, this person. It's about understanding who you want to do business with and aligning to their values and making them feel comfortable to work with you. And most people want to work with people who are innovative and almost mysterious to a degree cuz Nick is a little bit different than machine. I'm like in Nick mode, right? I'm just talking machine is a little bit like the business guy. I'm kind of cooler, but that's what it is. It's about understanding who you want to do business with and aligning to their values and making them feel comfortable to work with you. And most people want to work with people who are innovative and almost mysterious to a degree, which is kind of almost like an oxymoron if you want to trust someone in business, but that's that's just how the mind works, I guess.
0: So machine, if somebody wanted to reach out to you or your company, how would they do so?
1: So I am on Instagram, all social media is machine digital, except Twitter, which is just M X C H I N E just the word machine and machinedigital.com. And my email is Nick at machine digital.
0: Well, thanks Nick for being on the show and thank you everybody for listening to another episode of failing to success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.